Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from the Meltfuzz Network. I am Peter, and I'm joined, as always, with Matt. Yeah, you you said that like you're surprised I'm here. Like I, just, I don't think it was it. surprise; it was more annoyance. No, well, that's it, just you, Connor. It, <laughs> I'm you to yours. It, it's <laughs> funny. It's funny you both got those different things from my introduction of Matt, oh. because in reality, what happened there's. Well, I give him my nickname. Well, I build it up. Now nah, I'll just say Matt. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was what happened. Oh, yes. uh, and that other voice you heard, of course, uh, maybe, maybe unfortunately, is uh, Connor. Probably, unfortunately, let's be Probably. honest. See, see, yeah. see, that's the annoyance right there. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, that wasn't even annoyance. It was just like exhaustion. Was <laughs> that right? Connor's here. Exactly. Oh. Again. He's here to talk about things, and we're going to have to listen to him. He's got three books to himself at the end of the show, and I'm really going to be depressed by that point. I'm just... Uh, anyway, guys, welcome. We talk about DC Comics every week here on the show. And uh, this week, we will be talking about a lot of books, because weeks two and four uh, seem to always be packed. So coming up on this week's show, we're going to be talking about Detective Comics 945, Action Comics 968, Wonder Woman issue 11, The Flash issue 11, Batgirl issue 5, Titans issue 5, Teen Titans issue 2, Blue Beetle issue 3, Batman Beyond issue 2, Deathstroke issue 7, and then Connor's Corner is going to have a bit of a renaissance, because he's going to be talking about Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps issue 9, Harley Quinn issue 8, and the Hellblazer issue 4, which I'm pretty sure we've not heard about issue 3 or issue 2 of that, because he happened to be off the last two times Quite possibly, that, that book came but out. I'll just cover it in you know up yeah. to where we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's fine. That's fine. No, no need to extend that to five issues in Connor's Corner. I don't think anyone really yeah. deep down wants that, even if they pretend they do. You don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Before we get to that, though, Connor, how was your week? Long, very, very, <laughs> very long. Even even more jam packed trying to fit in the comics than normal this week. Yeah, which is funny because we had less TV because of Thanksgiving. It was a much quieter week for reviewing TV. Well, you say that, but Netflix did just drop a new show on the Friday, where is which is usually when I start reading my comics. Okay, this is true, but we did have Thursday off. We did, but <laughs> that didn't help that much somehow. <laughs> this is just poor time management. That's all I think it is. Uh, possibly. Yeah, but we've already established that you're terrible at math. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, but this is more just busy and when are you supposed to do things? Uh, whilst doing other things? I don't know. I just, uh, things happen <laughs> and they get done. Matt, how was your week? Oh, not too bad. I had two days off, so um, no crunch for me. Did... Uh, watched the movies, went to the movies, you know, it's been quite relaxing and nice. Was so your, the opposite of Connor. Was your uh, Thanksgiving dinner uh, on the sizable side? Oh, of course. I, I had two plates and then... Hold on. Look at this mofo taking a phone call in the middle of recording. I mean, he had the decency to mute his mic at the very least. <laughs> uh, well, like that's he, just how gingers talk. It's telepathic even through the phone. He's like a businessman who got an important call. He's like, I have to take this. I do apologise. Sorry, uh, yeah, it was an important call. I missed the last one, and I was like, mm, I should probably answer this. Because yeah. it's, it's a private number. I was like, well, I can't ignore this. 
Just oh, what they try right. to sell you. Fine, it's just Paige. Oh, it's just, oh okay. Yeah. Just Paige. That's yeah. it. Yeah. No, yeah, I had, I had sizable Thanksgiving, uh, two two sizable plates, and then attempted to eat half of a pumpkin pie, which I did, but um, I wasn't feeling great afterwards, so. I'll be honest, I'm pretty jealous because this is my first day off after eight days in straight at work. And uh, I've just spent it reading comics. What's wrong with that? (laughs) Nothing, except I had to fit in 18 in in like an hour and a bit. Yeah, it's worth mentioning that Connor did like a ridiculous marathon session right before we recorded. Like he, he got through so many comics in such a little time. I'm actually kind of impressed. See, and that's when you know something truly impressive did happen. A ginger just impressed the Scotsman. Yep. I'm not even mad, I'm impressed. Oh, dear. <laughs> okay, let's get the shambles on the road, shall we? Um, before we all go insane. Uh, maybe it was okay, in case anyone was mildly curious. whole lot of staring at screens, whether it was TV screens, movie screens, or an iPad screen. Right, Pete? That sounds about right, yeah. Something in that vicinity. Yeah. Oh dear. Anyway, comics. Detective Comics 945 is what we're going to be starting on. Actually, before we even... I should at least briefly mention there was solicits this week. Uh, the reason why I kind of glossed over it is because there wasn't really a whole lot to discuss. Obviously, there's a lot of new things coming in February. Batwoman, JSA... Not JSA, sorry. Oh, that, that was almost a bombshell not I dropped yet. on you guys. I know, yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> have I missed something major? No, uh, GLA is coming in February along with Batwoman and Super Sons, but we knew about all those already. There was nothing huge. Just a couple of new arcs starting here or there in the uh, solicits that you can uh, go and find out for yourself if you want to hunt for them. I guess the only really interesting thing would be where these new books fall in terms of the uh, relatively consistent schedule that DC have. There's only a f- couple of things that have actually slipped at any point during this whole rebirth, so you can, you kind of know what you're getting like in any given week of the month uh, now, if you can remember the, the long list, but um, so I will just let you know that Justice League of America is uh, hitting on, fortunately, on weeks two and four. It's a double shipping <laughs> book. Of course it does. Luckily, though, Batwoman and Super Sons are both hitting on week three. So, they're out of the even numbers. Admittedly, I wish they'd maybe like put one of them on week one, but, you know, whatever. It's not too bad. It's quite a quiet week, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, well, that puts week three on par with uh, two and four, almost, whereas week one is still quite quiet, by comparison. Great. All I know yeah. is there's going to be some droppings in the future just based off of time. All right. Aye. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, Connor's got a lot of things he can cut before he even has to cut to get to the good stuff. To be fair, yeah. I've cut one that you're talking about this week that I don't Uh-oh. think I've mentioned. Oh my. Uh-huh. Batman Beyond. I I read the oh, last right. issue. Okay. Wasn't feeling it. Wasn't for me. Not really gotcha. watched the show so and I had no attachment. I thought it was fine. Oh. But... Who's dropping bombshells now? Jeez. Alright, yeah. yeah. oh, okay. So just me and Matt talking about uh, Batman Beyond this week then? The A team. Gotcha. Yeah. Ah, the A squad. Yeah. So I, I thought that was worth mentioning because uh, that's just how your sort of weeks shape up now with all this scheduling. But uh, yeah, let's get some books. Uh, so Detective Comics nine four five, uh, James Tenney in the fourth writing, and then art uh, divvied out between Al Baranuvo and Carmine Carnero. Uh, I'm going to assume they're Italian fellows. I'm going to assume you butchered at least one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I probably did. 
I probably did. But you could, can get the gist of it. They could be Brazilian too. They could be. They could be. They could be American for all we know. It's just they have exotic names. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. But, you know, the you names know? themselves are, you know. Yeah. But I'd like to. Um, ah, don't mind. Anyway, let's uh, talk about the book. Because this was uh, sort of following on from uh, the tension rising from the, uh, the, the victim syndicate and mainly its effect on Stephanie. Uh, and how she's like coping through this, and her kind of questioning Batman in that conflict, mm-hmm. and uh, also a really weird moment at the end, which we'll uh, talk about. Matt, what was your thoughts on this issue? Yeah, it keeps up. It's still the best, at least for me, Batman book being put out right now. So, you know, I liked I liked the Tompkins stuff with Clayface, like hmm. so. So because of this. Batman has the psyche valves to finally start that they were meant to do. And each member of the team's coming in, but we only really got to see Clayface and Stephanie's. So, um, that was pretty cool. You know, it gives another side to Clayface. Like the, the more, the longer he stays in the Clayface form, the more his brain, like the parts of his brain that uh, dictate morals, like good and bad, it, they kind of disappear. So he can't really tell what's good and what's bad in the monster. And I kind of like that. It added a new layer to that character that's always just kind of been shapeshifter monster guy. It kind of made him less evil. Because I think the way he puts mm-hmm. it is he knows what he wants and just gets yep. it. But he's not actively being evil about what he wants. He just It's the only way he sees to achieve whatever goal that I, is that he has at the time. Yeah, I, I think we'd all agree that Clayface is... Uh had a lot more development in this like run in the last few months than he has had in a long time. Yeah. Possibly since, ever. Since probably the animated series. Yeah. You know? like, I, I can't think of anything else that's given him this much time yeah. and this much effort to uh, you know, develop him as a character and actually make us care about him. Mm-hmm. So, and it's one of those things where when they announced that he was in this book and he was part of the team we were all like, what? Clayface? Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? But, you know, he's, he's proven to be one of the more interesting characters in the team, so uh, I really can't complain. Uh, the Stephanie Brown stuff, of course, uh, is quite interesting in that Batman's actually not suspicious of her, but he, like, he the way he talks about her in this issue, because obviously the first victim came to see her, mm-hmm. and he's convinced that Stephanie knows more than what she's letting on. So there's this distrust that sort of arises um, throughout the issue. Um which, you know, as a Stephanie fan, made me feel very tense. Uh, it certainly feels like she's going to be maybe out of the team for a while. Um, and I'm kind of saying that based on the fact that some of the covers for upcoming issues seem to oddly have her being absent. Yeah, mm. although she kind of works well by herself, too. Like, it's nice seeing her part of a team, but she always is kind of that outlier, like, even I, when she was Batgirl. If we get, if so. we get a solo book instead, uh, sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. Well, no, but I'm saying they, they mm. could still do the detective, like, keep her as part of detective, just like she's not on the team. Yeah, you know? just have like, her run in parallel. Yeah. Uh, sure. Sure. But, like, the stuff with Batman, like, Stephanie pointed out something that I didn't notice until now, which is, like, half the team ha- are, are children of villains that hate him. Mm. You know? With Batgirl or Batgirl with uh, Batwoman and Stephanie because her dad's the Glue Master. 
Cassandra Kane. So, and then there was Tim and Clayface, who's tried to kill Batman numerous times. And now you have Luke Fox, whose dad works with Bruce. So, you know. Yeah, Luke Fox, his dad's not a villain. <laughs> no. Well, like, but he's Tim a new addition. He, he wasn't yeah. part of the original idea for the no. lineup. Well, he's just like, no, oh, neither was Tim. Tim was the outlier there, too. So it, it almost like I feel this is the first victim's idea or idea plan that you plant this idea in Batman's head. That, that you know, plant it there for in Stephanie's head that Batman doesn't trust them. That, you know, yep. that, it's just a way of breaking up the team, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. then you also have Rowan or Rowan Harper, Harper Row. <laughs> Almost a <laughs> wrestling there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you got Harper, who's kind of the voice of reason too because she's outside of this so i thought her scenes with um asriel what's his name john paul yeah yeah were were nice too like that's what i think that tinian's just for for everything that all-star batman is not i feel detective is so it's very focused and it's very character not it's not character driven but it really depends. It's character dependent. Yeah, it's, it's plot like driven, but it's like it's it's having this larger cast of characters, and yeah. e- even something as simple as Stephanie and Cass hugging when they see each other, you know, in this issue, yep. um, or Harper talking to Azrael, and you know that stuff building up. Um, which, by the way, when the uh, the victim syndicate show up at the uh, mm-hmm. the hospital, the clinic, yep. uh, and Azrael's like, "All right, I'm taking out my sword." <laughs> Yeah. I love how he just like punches through the box to get it. He doesn't like yeah. open it. It's just like nope, straight through. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's good. Do you know what, actually? I think the art in this one's hit and miss. But the page that yeah. I really like is that page where he takes out the flaming sword. Uh, partly because not, I mean that that itself looks good. But I actually really love how the first victim looks on that page. The shading mm-hmm. on his uh, whatever material his like sort of head dress is made of. You know, it looks really, really nice. In, uh, well, he's got, like, a, a swagger to him, too, walking through mm. the door. Yeah, so, it's like that... he's seeing this flaming sword, and he's like, come on, what else you got? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah kudos to the art team for that one, because you're working with shapes, not, like, an actual face to do expressions. So. Yeah, they've been doing a really good job in that. And mm-hmm. even though I said this issue is a bit more hit and miss, because I, I think the general art in this one isn't as strong as some of the, the more regular artists we've had on this, like Eddie Barrows and yeah. uh, the others. So, um, But, of course, the, the the big end in here is that Steph's had a sort of therapy session slash interrogation. That's what she calls it, yeah. because Batman's behind the, the, the window. And, all and she surprises him with turning the light on. Mm. By voice command. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's really good. But when she comes back out, we have this weird uh, cliffhanger where Tim kind of shows up. Now, when I say Tim shows up, I'm assuming that he is one of two things. Either he's just in her head, he's not really right. there. Uh, that's maybe the more obvious thing. But she does tinker on uh, the buttons first, which would maybe suggest that it's actually a hologram, some kind of AI representation of Tim that he's left behind. I, I'm thinking it's his equivalent of Jorel in the Fortress. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good thing to compare it to. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Now, was he in his traditional costume? Or am I just... Or is that the costume he was in when he... He's got his uh, two R's, so... Okay. Yeah. But I was just looking at the costume, it felt like the mid-2000s Tim Drake Robin. So... It's not why... that different, though, is it? 
No, I mean no, but there are some subtle differences. This one looked more of the traditional than this newer one with the double R, which they would have kept the double R because he's been Red Robin, you know. Yeah. But but yeah, if that was the case, if it was the older costume, I think it sticks out storytelling wise that it's not really him. It's like it's her fondest ideal of him. Yeah. So that's why I thought maybe they went with the older costume, but yeah. But yeah. yeah. Other fun thing in this issue is uh, Jacob Kane and his other uh, like colony guys mm-hmm. uh, playing I Spy in the holding cells. Uh, that did crack me up just a little bit. And and talking crap to Batman yeah. through the cameras. Like, that was good. And also Batman trying to figure out who the first victim is and how he he used to remember everybody's name that was caught in the crossfire. Yeah. But he's been doing this for so long that he can't. And Alfred's like, well, that's part of the process yeah obviously obviously I, I get that he tried back in the day but of course yeah. after several years of doing this like it's impossible yeah. you know yeah. um yeah. so no i actually i think this was a solid like in between issue that you know did some character mm-hmm. stuff uh but it wasn't necessarily a standout issue like some of the other ones have been yeah no. i'd agree with that yeah it just it, it fit its part oh yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no complaints the story well this is a first um people on the video on youtube will notice that connor yeah has vanished. Yeah, it was kind of weird that that unicorn came in and he <laughs> engaged it into a battle and then he was like, well, I'll have to take care of this. I'll be back later. Yeah. So, like, it's weird wherever he lives. Like, they got random unicorns stomping into apartment homes. The funny, the funny thing is as well is that we actually had a cut there because of my end. I had, I was interrupted here. You may have heard a knock on the door, but then by the time we got back, Connor left. Uh, Connor got called away somewhere. Uh, I won't call it an emergency. It's nothing serious. You don't have to worry about him. There's nothing going on. Um, basically, he had to stay in for a delivery all day, and something else that should have been done didn't get done. So now he he, he had to skip out. So unfortunately, we have lost Connor for the rest of the show. And therefore, Connor's Corner has been cancelled for this week. Three times in a row we're missing Hellblazer. I, I know. kind of feel like we're dodging bullets. We've not heard about Hellblazer since this year one. Uh, oh, so apologies, crazy. guys. This, this was unforeseen. Uh, it just kind of happened, obviously, in the middle of this show. Uh, as we even mentioned, he actually binged through like multiple comic books right before we recorded. 18. And, and it didn't... Eight. Well, Indeed. On the upside, he won't have doubles to read next time. No. Because he's up good. to date, so that's yeah. good. Uh, so apologies for that, guys. It's a, it's a pain, and it's a shame not to have all three of us for the rest of it. Uh, it's even funnier that it happened before we even finished the first issue we're talking about. Yeah. But where were we? We were talking about uh, Detective Comics. and We were just talking about Batman and, and his idea of who the first victim is. Yeah. I was victim. like, don't beat yourself up. It's You've been doing this a long time. Yeah. And then that was about my last thought on the issue. We covered about everything else. No, it was so. good you brought that up. I think that was a pretty prominent yeah. point. This idea of the mystery of who the first victim is. And he, yep. he, he has a couple of ideas. Maybe it was him in that building, mm-hmm. and or maybe it was them before that. You know Because he, he thinks yeah. he, thought, he thought of the first one, but then Alfred's like, no, no, there was yep. one before that. So, yep. yeah. Uh, no, that's, that's cool. Uh, so, like I say, it was, it was a good issue. Uh, it just, you know, wasn't. And this is the funny thing is I don't want to kind of paint this brush across all the books yet, but I kind of have this opinion of almost the entire week where it was very hard to like think about ranking these because I feel like they were all solid issues, but none of them were yeah. 
like standout. These are you know a cut above the rest of the issues in the series. None of them were bad issues. They're just all yeah. all dependable, all good this week. I kind of feel about yeah, that definitely across the board. I mean, when when we get to to the, I definitely have one I didn't like as much okay. as as the rest. But the rest of them, I've been trying to rank them since I finished reading them, and it kind of is difficult. Yeah. So it is one of those weeks where it's just. Which is good for DC. They're all consistent across the board. Like yeah. nothing stands out. Phenomenal, phenomenally, yeah. phenomenally. There you go. Which it's a difficult word for me. Which you know, like um, I, I think, like I think other weeks though have had like one or two books where they've had a particularly special issue, which has been great because yeah. it's like oh, this is the shining star this week, and this week doesn't have that, and it almost feels like a criticism. Like we're saying, oh, this wasn't as good a week, and I guess in a way it wasn't, but it's, it's just because everything was good. Yeah. So, you know, I, I wanted to get that out there and just sort of like give that kind of blanket statement because we're moving on to Action Comics 968, yeah. uh, Dan Jurgens uh, writing and Taylor Kirkham on art. And this sort of picks up where the last one left off, where the God Slayer and his crony have shown up to take in Lex and mm-hmm. Superman's fighting him, and uh, fake Clark or Clark 2.0, whatever you want to call him, and Lois mm-hmm. are hanging around. And John's up in uh, one of the buildings. He's been dropped off because Superman obviously was with him. They were in the Amazon or whatever, right. looking at the building. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we get a bit of comedy at the start with uh, the family who are taking this helicopter flight because they want to see a super and they don't get but, to. Yeah, but they're the worst of, like... Like, I've seen those people in real life. And, you know, so it's good to know that they exist in the DCU, too. Oh, yeah. So... The entitled, I paid for it. And the best part is when the fight starts and Superman and the, the crony, which I forget his name. It's something real weird, like Courage or yeah, along yeah. those lines. Scourge um, the Impaler or something stupid like that. Yeah. They destroy the helicopter. I think I was like, oh no, my chopper. And I mm-hmm. read it as kind of like... Arnold Schwarzenegger? Sarcastic. Oh, no, okay. Well, not Chopper, but, you know. <laughs> My Chopper! Kind of, yeah, you know, but, but yeah, it's... <laughs> the, the kid's crying because he didn't say any Superman. <laughs> and the guy's like, fix it, so... Yeah. See, you make fun of them, Matt, but you're so this kid. If you went, if Metropolis was real and you went oh, there, and you didn't get to see Superman, you'd be crying the entire way home, oh, and you know it. Of course. Yeah. So yeah, we have we have this fight, and they, they sort of capture Lex, and we, I think it's mostly an action issue, and that's fine. It's action comics; it should be. Um, yeah. But we get a little bit more of this glimpse of the future. They explain it to Superman. We 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 even get John crashing into the the crony guy uh, with yeah. a truck, and he's like, uh, "It's a good job you showed me how to drive the tractor, isn't it, Dad?" Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh, so, so John being John, which is awesome. Yeah. So some good fun in there. Lois is trying to figure things out. The you know the God Slayer shows Superman the, this vision of the future, uh, but of course Superman being Superman is like no no this is the future. He doesn't necessarily have to be. And as much as it's Lex Luthor, as much as I assume he's going to be the scourge of humanity, uh-huh. you know I have to pr- protect him in this sense. Um, but I think the biggest thing is the ending and how the God Slayer is going to execute Lex, but he doesn't. Because he notices a kid's watching. He notices John is watching from the other roof. And yep. says, no, 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 we're not going to do this here. We're going to take him away, you know, through our portal, boom tube, whatever they're using to get right. around. And doesn't do so. And the other thing that's important to note is that fake Clark notices John. 
And even yeah. even because uh, Lois says something about John, and Clark thinks it's yeah. directed at him, and realizes, wait a minute, that wasn't to me, and he he yeah. notices John over there. So, yeah. Well, it's kind of like he just ends up seeing like the the tatters at the cape, you know. Mm-hmm. So he, Clark's gonna start putting things together. Clark two point yeah. that is. But Clark 2.0 uh, is clearly uh, slightly on the darker side of things because at the end he's like, yeah. well, if killing Lex saves all these lives in the future, he should probably die. He's all for yeah. it. Yeah, but and then again, but that's the future, is that the future can never be concrete because it's yeah. the future. It's based off what's going to happen. And it kind of, you know, there was this whole big long story at the other company this year that is around these same themes. Really? And I kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, is that what Civil uh, War 2 is about? Yeah, that's what Civil War Two is about. On. That if someone tells you this is going to happen in the future, do you stop them? It's Minority Report. Do you stop them before it happens and take out the free will? But I mm. kind of just feel like turning it into the smaller story and making about Lex Luthor and not having such the high stakes to the rest of the world, it drives the point home a little more because everyone knows Lex Luthor. Yeah, well, like, I think, even I think that makes it more interesting yeah. because he is Lex yeah. and because we always think of him as being evil. So the idea that yeah. something someone comes and says, "No, he's going to end up causing the apocalypse," we're like, "Yeah, I can buy that." <laughs> yeah, Cause exactly. Because he's, he's Lex. Versus, you know, if it was Superman that this was happening to, you know, then it, it kind of gets drawn out. I think a little more and yeah, and. The intent's a little different, but yeah, I well, also like the. Well, I, I just want to say, ahead. with Lex, you get to the point quicker that, yeah, okay, yeah. he possibly could do this, and with Lex, we immediately believe that he can, because he's Lex Luthor, but that kind of drives the whole point Ooh. of Superman standing his ground and saying, no, the future's not set. There is no fate yeah. but what we make. That's a Terminator reference. Yeah, of course that. it is. Uh, but see, that's that's what gets me, though, is that we saw throughout um, Dark Side War that Lex was being primed to take over. Like, that entire, his entire yeah, arc yeah. during that, which our Superman didn't see, because he wasn't there for that. Yeah. You know? So, that's I also think that's a nice little wrinkle. But what I also liked was Lex's, his swaggering, because I don't think anybody quite write, or doesn't write Lex quite as well as Jurgens, where he just is that, you know, he's on his knees, the dude's going to chop off his head, and he just activates a force field. And he's like, oh, you were so close, but you forget I'm Lex Luthor. And hmm. even in the face of an imminent execution, he's finding his way out. And in fact, if it's not for Superman and and Lois and Clark, he's probably gotten away, you know. But it's hmm. it's them that bring it in. So, yeah, another, again, like we said about Detective, it was a solid issue, but it wasn't, like, outstanding. Yeah, it wasn't a standout. Um, I like having Tyler Kirkham back on art. He's probably one of the better artists on uh, action that's sort of rotating through right now. Yeah. Um, you know, when I seen the name, I was like, "Oh, him again!" Uh, and it's it's cool. It is look. It's a good book. It's a good looking book. Um, yeah. Uh, for the most part. So. Nah. Um, there's not a whole lot much more to say. Mostly action, fun moments with John, as we said. And we had those sort of bigger plot points and character beats and just an, an inkling of the type of person the God Slayer is because he won't yeah. do it in front of John. Like, he makes the choice, no, no. Like, he needs well, to die, but we're doing it elsewhere. Yeah, like, he is a hero. He is, you fully believe he's doing this to save people, not just because he has a vendetta against Luther. Yeah, so. yeah, it's not personal, no. Right. It's, it's almost more robotic, it's logical, it's without right. feeling, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So there you go. Uh, that's Action Comics. That'll take us on to Wonder Woman issue 11, Greg Rucker and Liam Sharp. 
It is the present day story, the mm-hmm. lies, as we call it. Yeah, and by the way, come together. Just yeah, by the way, can I just say how gorgeous is that variant cover? Uh, I can't remember who did it, if I'm honest. But yeah, <laughs> it, I haven't seen it, so I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, it's it's that. I'll have to look it up when we're done. You will have seen it. It's a it's a close up of Diana's face, and she's got her hands up on her face, and her hair's sort of like wet and like okay. pouring down in front of her face. It's just it's just a gorgeous facial expression. It's nice. Oh, that's great. But yeah, so this. Uh, this was an interesting thing, and it had a lot of big implications because we we have we have mm-hmm. stuff with uh, Etta and her dealing with Veronica Kale and sort of like getting closer to that mystery. And Etta just being a very good sort of she's not even a detective, but she's kind of a detective here. She she has an inkling that something's yeah. not right, and she it's yeah, it's nice that Rucka's building Wonder Woman supporting cast. Yeah, like she needs someone. I feel like this that can get get into trouble, but she gets herself out of it, you know? It's not like she's waiting for Wonder Woman to come up. Yeah. She's doing this all on her own, which yeah. what what puts her there is they, they – what's the girl's name? Is it Sonia? Yeah, yeah, the other person who's working. That we keep, yeah. Yeah, that we keep seeing, and we saw something was up with her early on in the arc, and Etta gives her Urs Katanga, the, the remnants of him, and she goes to leave, but Etta notices that things aren't – you know, she's not leaving the right way, so she Actually, follows. I want to point out that moment just in the art um, before mm-hmm. we move on, because I love how, like, because Etta says bye, you know, good night, right? I'll see you, you know, you take care of that, yeah. and she goes off to leave, and we see, you know, uh, in the car, the, the message from Veronica Kale, and that something's yep. up, and I love how we just see the car, like, there's two panels of the car, or there's a panel of the car, then it goes inside the car from, like, on over the shoulder of Etta, and then it's just a nice yeah. big panel taking up half the page of Etta's face, just looking with this look of, I got you, bitch. Gotcha. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah like, you know, it's just really yeah. well told through the art. Um, and it's just, there's no no dialogue, just, mm-hmm. you can see the, the determination on her face. Yeah. Um, and, of course, the, the, that develops uh, throughout the issue. But the other stuff that's going on, of course, is back in Themyscira. Uh, yeah. Well, so-called Themyscira. Yeah, we don't know that to the last page. Yeah, we don't know that to the last page. But right away, Steve's like, you know, I've only been here once, but something's yeah, not quite adding up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's, I like what brought it. It wasn't that he went to go see the general. Uh, was it Philippus? Philippa? What was her name? Yeah, uh, uh, I don't remember, so I'm just going to go along anyways, with Anyways, yeah. you know, but it was, he's like, when I was here last time, I couldn't understand any of you. It wasn't until Barbara Ann showed up and, like, you know, decoded everything decoded, that yeah. we could have a full understanding. And they used the lasso to speak to each other. And yeah. she, she has that moment where she motions to the lasso, which is fantastic, because that, that was yeah. the last issue in the, uh, the the year one story. That was the last issue we yep. read. So this is nicely syncing together between the two of them. Yeah, exactly. And cause, But I can understand everybody fine, and it's just weird. Hmm. And... You know, and, and well, jo- jo- and the writing of it too is like this wasn't the same as what we had seen early. Like the way that that uh, Hippolyta is talking doesn't feel like Hippolyta. Yeah, well, the, everything about it—the way she notices this is where the tree was, and this is you know I was out riding here, yep. and all all that kind of stuff—and she realizes, and basically at the end of the issue, she questions, you know, yeah, or she realizes that 
Oh, every time she's came back to Themyscira since she left, she was never really in Themyscira. And so that th- means all of the god stuff, where she was there with the, like she even mentions it here. She uh, Rucka brings up Azrello's run mm-hmm. with all the gods and and I can't remember the, the character's name, but the baby and all that. That wasn't real, like as far as she knows. Yeah. Well. Obviously, it ties into the whole idea, the, the whole issue is the lies, but the idea that yeah. it's brought up this, something so huge that this has all been a lie the entire time, you know, yeah. in Wonder Woman Mythos, that she's never actually been able to go back. Yeah. Uh, it's just a, it's a big deal. It's, like, really affecting it. It, it makes you... Because th- I think at the start of the, the run, the start of the, the arc, we were just sort of going, like, okay, this sort of ties into the idea of rebirth that, you know, the, mm-hmm. the backstory's been messed with. But this this puts it messed up beyond even that. Like this, yeah. You know, like so much of this is a. Uh, and who's responsible for this? What dark magic? What god is interfering and like made her think that this is really Themyscira? And now that she's actually remembering these elements of her past that have been washed over, now that Steve is back and is like, wait, this isn't right. Like this, you know. Yep. So. Well, and then her her snake bite wound starts bleeding under her bracelet hmm. that she got while she was writing, and so. You know, so whatever this cult, that tree keeps coming up. So, you know, Ruck is great at leaving these, like, symbols behind. Because I've noticed it in other books that he's written along the same lines. So he's pretty great at that. But, yeah, it's it was definitely a, a nice, uh, I always mess up this word, revelation uh, at the end there. That yeah. everything that we thought we knew is not quite. So yeah, and it, it drove home the title "The Lies." Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see uh, how this is developed and who is behind it and what is behind it. Is it directly re- rebirth related, or is it, you know, something that's even more deeper to just Wonder Woman? Yeah, you know, beyond that, yeah, like deep down in the core of the character, because we also see Kale as, as. I don't think she's working alone because the two Dobermans she has with her are named after two Greek demigods. You know, with what was it, pain and panic? I think so, it was uh, terror and panic, I believe. Yeah, there you go. Which are which are from the gods of fear, which were sons of Ares, which is interesting. So, and also we have the the thread of Diana's twin, that's running around, or not running around, but was the first man on Themyscira from the end of Dark Side War. Mm. So, you yeah. know, there's uh, it's so exciting though, like. I haven't been this invested in one woman in a good long while. So. Yeah, nor me. Uh, it really, really good arc. Again, it just the only thing that kind of suffers with this issue is that it's coming after like three in a row that were all like utterly fantastic. So this one yeah. is really good, but it's just like the last three were amazing. So it's like, well, it definitely feels like this is the end of the first of, of Act One, you know. So I. That's fine. I guess I would have rather had it be a bigger realization, but I guess that's not the style of the story. So I don't know. I think it's a pretty big you know. realization. No, it is, but like as you said, it came. The issues before it, you know, had these bigger moments. Yeah. Well, you know what I, I mean. Of course, keep in mind though that I'm including the year one stuff in that. So when I say the last three issues, right. I mean like the last one of this and the last two of year one. But you know. Point is, Wonder Woman's yeah, been sure. great, really good. It's been great. It's been a great run. It's only pretty much gotten better as it's went. Um, yeah. And this this was a no solid issue. So uh, it's hard to hard to complain or criticize much. 
Uh, Art still gorgeous, Liam Sharp's knocking it out of the park uh, every single time with the present yeah. day stuff. So, no, uh, that's Wonder Woman. Uh, really, 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 really good. So, uh, that'll take us on to The Flash, issue 11. Uh, Joshua Williamson writing and. Well, it's David, but it's got an E at the end. Do you know how to pronounce this? No, I do not. I'm just going to say David E. David E? Uh huh. David. I was going to call him David. David. Yeah. David, yeah. David. Something along those lines. And then Gian Felice, or Gian Felice uh, is his last name. I'm sorry, you know what, David? You, your name is uh, really. <laughs> I have no idea how to pronounce any of it. I'm so sorry. But he's on our on this one, and this of course uh, continues from the last issue. Uh, Barry goes over to see Kid Flash, and they find him and Iris find out. Oh wait a minute, he's not here. He snuck out the little bugger, and yeah. of course we know that he's in the Shadow World from the last issue. Right. And he eventually Barry quickly to sort of find him, and Barry ends up in the Shadow World as well to go and get him back. And it's funny because the last issue of this we spoke about how we liked that this new villain was being introduced and it turns out it's not actually yeah. a new villain, it's the Shade. No, yeah. But not the Shade, kind of the Shade well, who's been stuck in the Shadow Realm. Yeah, like, well, well, the reason why we never, ahead. like, obviously there was elements that were similar to the Shade, but the reason why we thought it was a new villain is because all the versions we'd seen of him in the last issue was this demonic, like, you know, like this version that was right. stalking the streets was like this Nosferatu-looking thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why I say, so it's not the shade because the shade is trapped in in the shadow realm. Yeah. And the shadows have taken control. So that's who's stalking the streets, or really the shadows from the shade. And yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. needlessly elaborate, but let, let's get with the synopsis and we can get to opinion. Well, yeah. I, well, basically, it's the, the, the two flashes in the, in the shadow world. And we learn a fair bit of like exposition and backstory as to why he's here, what's going on. That the mm-hmm. shadows are trying to break out into the real world. They're trying to like strengthen their connection, so they're building this this tower. And we also find out at the end of the issue, uh, plot twist, that Iris is uh, been pulled in as well, and she's been like taken over by shadows, as has Hope. Hope has uh. <laughs> Yeah, that's lady. Shade's wife. Yeah. Which, I, I like the, the bait and switch he got us with because Hope is lost. We thought, like, oh, it's being general. Like, the everything's dark. But no, literally, Shade was looking for Hope, who was a lady that was lost. So, yeah. that cracked me up. But, like, the this has probably been my least favorite issue of Flash. Just because, as I said earlier it felt needlessly elaborate like i felt that he's one of too many moving parts going in this you know with the shadow people mm. and they're building a tower and they've taken over hope and iris and time's moving differently there you know i was just like i'm reading the story going what is going on and not in a good way so uh i don't think i had as much problems as you did i for me, that just kind of falls into what I said about action and detective, and to an extent, Wonder Woman. It was a solid yeah. issue. It was not as good as some of the highs that we've had so far in this run. Yeah. Uh, I don't have so much of a problem with the whole tower thing. Like to me, it's just kind of that's what they're doing to get out. Like it, if it if it, wouldn't just, be, yeah, if it isn't that, it would be something else. You know, I don't think it's that. Well, important. it's not so much the tower. It's just you know, 
just the concepts at play here i was just kind of like what is it, it's definitely high concept kind of goofy stuff uh, like we're in the shadow yeah. world it's taken over you know uh the women in both barry and shade's life and you know we've got all these monsters like coming i can i kind of enjoyed it for the uh just this that big b movie this is silly like all this is going on stuff yeah you know? well if this is the this is kind of the the goofy appetizer we get before the return of the rogues then so be it i also thought this was only going to be two issues but it's three so or at least three because we get a to be continued yeah yeah we ended a cliffhanger we're not we're not, we're not quite done yeah. yet yeah so but yeah no nah, i had fun like it's definitely you know not not one of the better issues in the run but i, I don't have any problems yeah. with it it's it's good fun um, obviously the artist on this the one whose name I could not pronounce at all yeah. uh, this is the first issue he's done of this and yeah. I like I had a couple of issues here or there with um, a couple of the heads um, yeah. with uh, Flash and stuff but I think for the most part um, I actually quite enjoyed the art mainly like I think uh, there was even a couple of moments see, see the end see the last page with uh, Hope and Iris they almost mm-hmm. look Albuquerque-esque. I don't know if you get that yeah. feeling from them. Uh, I did too. Yeah, kind of like the vampires from uh, from American Vampire. American, I was kind of seeing that. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, it was kind of fun, big, grandiose. But I, I get why you weren't super into it. Yeah. Like, it was, it's not bad, I just didn't like it. Like, I, you know. So yeah. I, th- I think that my only real complaint would be that the introduction to the last issue, you know, the, the whole flashback that was very mm-hmm. sort of uh, sepia-toned and, you know, the mysterious, yeah. like, this is this new character kind of feeling that we had. Uh, the the tone from that is kind of lost. Definitely. You know, like, I kind of I kinda miss that. I kind of wish they managed to maintain that. Specifically with the, uh, when he tells the backstory as, as to what happened to Hope and how he got trapped here. I kind of wish yeah. that was in that style again and they, they you know, they managed to kind of replicate that again, but... Yeah, well, it, it almost kind of feels like he was like, "Oh, this character's like the shade. Why not make it the shade?" You know, and that'll be the twist. Is it's really this character that, you know, some comic fans know. Others, this will be an introduction to. But I don't yeah, feel like it works with, like you just said, the sepia tone. It doesn't work with the shade, you know, because it kind of goes against that of the shade. But, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. We get another issue of this at least, and we'll see where it goes. And. It could rebound. Yeah. Uh, for me. Yeah, I'm having fun. It just, it just lost a little bit of the what made the last issue a little bit more special yeah. at the start. So that'd be my one my one thing. Uh, that'll take us on to Batgirl issue five, uh, written by Hope Larson and art by Raphael Albuquerque. This rounded up the first arc. Uh, Matt, mm-hmm. how did you feel about it? I liked it a whole lot. It's I'm really enjoying Batgirl. And it's not just the Albuquerque art, which I'm predisposed to. So it also, I like where the story went and how basically Batgirl figures this out by stopping overthinking. Like we've been told she has a sedic memory and in order to, to beat teacher, she has to shut that off. So, and it's not every day you end a superhero story where they're like, stop thinking. Also, Matt, so, the audio people wouldn't realise this, but I actually went off camera there no. for about 25 seconds. That was a long, longer time than usual. Matt, were you worried that I wasn't was. coming back at one point? 
<laughs> uh, for a little bit. I thought maybe the cats had taken over and they were, you know, nah, see, disposing you, of the body. When you open the door to let the cat in, sometimes they'll just stare at you yeah. for like 20 seconds before they decide to finally walk in. So I was just waiting, basically. Uh, but he was, you probably yeah. heard him crying to get in, yeah. you know, beforehand. So, you know, n- no illusions of what's going on here. By the way, Batgirl. Yeah, it still looks fantastic, of course. Uh, Albuquerque's uh, been doing great yeah. work throughout this uh, book. And for me, I, enjoy, I enjoyed the conclusion. Um, I, I liked, again, all of her fun stuff. All, all, every, every time it goes to this, the thought bubbles as she's trying to work out something, yeah. I usually really enjoy that. Uh, it kept yeah. that fun vibe going throughout. I will say, I do think the whole turning off like most of her brain to or most of her memory mm-hmm. so she could just focus on the fight... That felt a little bit, I don't know, easy to me. Like, well, she, she can just do it like an off switch and then she's back to normal afterwards. Like, I don't know. I just, just think it's a, it's a frame, it's a focus thing to where, so I have some anger issues I go through and I've had to learn to, to meditate. And what I've learned is, yes, there's always going to be noise. It's never going to be perfectly quiet. You just have to learn to ignore the noise. Mm. And so for me, that's what Barbara was doing, is learning to ignore the noise. Like, you don't need to know what the ingredients of that Twix bar were, you know? So why is it there right now? So ignore that, focus on on the fight, and I think that's what, you know, did it. And it seemed a little easy, but again, it's the last issue of the arc. So it was a nice little, you know, tag there at the end. So... I. I mean, don't get me wrong, see when she does get knocked out and she's like in her, like, you know, imaginary world, she's mm-hmm. talking to Fruit Bat, she ends up talking to Kai. I do like that yeah. she's completely self aware during this scene. Like, yeah. she mentions, I don't have time to be passed out and drinking the imaginary coffee or whatever, you know. She, yeah. I, I need to get back up and fight. Um, I, I like how self aware she is. And again, it keeps with that, that fun vibe. And again, everything is just gorgeous. So I, I had some issues with this, like, how she defeats. Um, teacher, right? But uh, no, everything, everything else though, I don't have any problems with. I, again, another really solid issue, and we obviously end with her coming back home. She gets a call from her friend, yeah. and she needs to come home. Uh, and it teases poison ivy for the uh, next. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that, and I'm sad to lose Albuquerque. So I'd love to see his yeah. his ivy, but. You know, as as I've said before, Ivy's my favorite Bat villain. So let's team her up with another redheaded Bat character. And I'm well, in Not necessarily team. Well, when I mean team, I don't yeah. mean they're working together. Yeah. I mean, let's put them in the same book. So yeah, yeah it's I I just I liked it. And I liked it at the end. All the students like she takes them to Fruit Bat because she's like they're not bad kids. They just got caught up in something bad. Yeah, yeah. And so she takes him to Fruit Bat, and hopefully we can see some of these characters again, because with new Superman kind of opening up Asia, like that mm, section yeah. of the DCU, it's cool to see them pop up over there. So, no, that's, that's, yeah. that's a good idea. Uh, but no, I thought it was a solid final issue. It's just um, mm. that one sort of problem I had with it. Uh, but otherwise, uh, can't really complain too much. I feel like we're going through some of these a bit quicker than usual, but it's, some of these are just so simple, these issues. 
uh, where they wrap things up. I guess the only other thing that I'll uh, say about what happened in this is the scene towards the end where Batgirl, ba- dressed as Batgirl, she goes to see Kai and mm-hmm. uh, basically tells him to go home and like try and do something with his life or whatever. And he has this little, there's this little bittersweet, somber moment where he says, "If you see Barbara, tell her I'm sorry." And yeah, yeah I'm like, "Right, bye, Kai." Yeah, you're not Dick. Let's go. Yeah, never go. Go. <laughs> never come back. Yeah, you're not Dick Grayson. Leave. Thank you. Bye bye. See you never. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, solid, solid, good time. Uh, but yeah, otherwise it was mostly uh, the fight. And again, the art was really good for the fight. Um, yeah. All, all the thinking, the and the great moment in the expressions on the faces when she's getting beat, and then teacher when Batgirl does actually start to win, you know, and starts to hurt her yeah. back. There's that first moment where she realizes, oh crap, I may actually be in trouble here, you know. Yep. And it's all sold in the art, so you know. Good. Yep. Definitely. All right, that'll uh, take us on to Titans issue five, uh, written by Dan Abnett and art by Brett Booth, uh, as has been throughout this arc. Now, Matt, I know you've yeah. not been as hot on this as I have been uh, since we started. Yeah. Uh, did issue five do anything to appease you? Yes, it did. It it kept me in there. I mean, I guess I could be said because it's a very Wally-centered issue. Yeah, it definitely so was. So yeah. everything's from his point of view for the most part. It's, you know, it's and, funny, actually. I mean, uh, there might be a Flash issue somewhere that beats this, uh, but technically yeah. this entire issue takes place over like seven seconds. Yep. So I just want to put that out there. The the entire thing That's, takes place over. Talk about and it's his, decompressed. And it's Wally's <laughs> thought. Yeah, it's Wally's thought process as he's trying to save everybody yeah. and what's going to happen if he pushes himself. Because this was a uh, past the point. Yeah, this was set up in the end of the last issue that Kadabra's mm-hmm. got his uh, fake Teen Titan guns uh, to attack the various Titans in different cities plus Linda, uh, where Gotham, right. Central Coast, and Keystone. And Wally has to somehow get around all these places under seven, eight seconds, however long it is, and oh. save them all. But Kadabra's plan is that he's hoping that Wally will disappear again, that he'll go into the time stream, go into the time speed force, and be, be lost. He goes too fast, he gets reabsorbed. Yeah. And it's basically just Wally's, Which, yeah, like you say, his thought process as he's trying to like get there, get to each one. You know, how is he picking which one to go through first? Well, yep. the psychic, you know, melting someone's mind, I don't know how long that'll take, whereas I know that the arrows from Arsenal, or fake Arsenal, will take three half seconds to, you know, to hit the target, right. and it's just him going through. And... and then the fire burning the rope with Linda, that yeah. has, I know how fast that can go. Yeah. So let me run across to Coast City, and then I'll lose some seconds, or some half seconds, whatever it was, crossing the country, but again, the psychic threat's taken out. Yeah. And... I actually really enjoyed this issue. It probably is the best issue of uh, Titans. Of Titans. So far. Yep, I'll agree. And anytime you can, which I don't like Brett Booth that much, but when you can mix them in with the Flash or Nightwing, these characters that are, they're very fluid and very motion-centric, it works out to the advantage yeah. of the art. So, constant movement. I think this is the type of issue Booth's like perfect for. Yeah, and uh, so. of course, as he goes through so quickly through all these different places, like the Titans oh. who are left behind are like, what happened? Was that Wally? I guess that was no. Wally. <laughs> it was too fast. And some of them are like, oh no, that definitely was Wally. Yeah. Like, And it it all builds, it all just keeps crescendoing. Because even Wally himself says that he's building momentum as he goes. He's getting faster the more yeah. he runs. And it all builds up to him getting to Linda. And it was just that great like one-page spread of him like in the big sound effect of the... the 
Krakum as he yep. comes into the scene. And but the idea that this is the first time that Wally or no, sorry about Wally, uh, Linda actually looks at Wally with concern. Like she actually yep. maybe feels something once once he saves her. Um So so with this whole speed force stuff and and Kadabra taking credit for putting him there, clearly mm. we know that's not true. Yeah. This is not that powerful. The dude's kind of a dope. But I feel like with the way that Barry's memories were re you know, jostled mm-hmm. by this, I feel this is what's gonna happen with Linda. Now. As now this this mm. new fifty two Linda is gonna end up with memories of Wally that she can't possibly have had because she's ten years younger, right? Like time's been stolen. Yeah. And again it shows that this book is kind of a keystone in the ongoing. <laughs> I see, I see what you did there, Keystone. There you go. Keystone say. Yeah, no, uh, so we actually see some emotion on Linda's face, which, you know, is different from the just the wait, what's going on? This crazy man's talking to you know, like she's constantly yep. being like in wonderment, whereas here she actually seems to like feel something, you know, as Wally yeah. disappears back into the speed force, which is our sort of cliffhanger at the end here. Now we know he's not gone. We've seen him in covers for future issues. He's gonna be back. Oh well, yeah. And plus, it's never the Plus it'd be him a dick move when to put him back in the speed force like now after we just got him back it's like it's like well john's is off fixing the movie universe i'm gonna pull a fast one on him i'm gonna get rid of wally after he did this work to bring him back Uh, but no i think this establishes linda as the lightning rod which is what hmm. this whole first arc's kind of been about yeah is wally trying to reconnect with her and yeah if we had to go through marionette titans to get there then that's fine I don't have too yeah. much of a problem with that, but I definitely agree that this is the best it's been since it, it started. Yeah. And I think, yeah, Linda remembering him, if that's what brings him back this time, if that's what just instantly makes him appear, is her remembering who he is, that'll be such a great emotional payoff, especially for long fans of the character. Um, because, you know, in Rebirth Special Issue 1, you know, when he appeared to her and she didn't know who he was, that was heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. This. It's it's the complete opposite of the Barry. I'll never, I could never forget you. Yeah. You know, that's that's the peak and Linda not knowing that's the valley. Yeah. So. Because I think you know, if if it plays right, what should happen is that the whole idea that this arc's been called the Return of Wally West, and that the next one will be the last one. I think it should be. Yeah, the next one's issue six. Sounds about right. Yeah. The idea that, well, we were all going, well, he's already back. Why is it called The Return of Wally West? Because he's not really back. He's not complete until Linda's with him. Well, and it's also, people don't know who he is because when we see him running through and he's like in Times Square on the TVs, Mm. where, you know, people are like, is that the Flash? It looks weird. It doesn't look like the Flash we know. Yeah. So, you know, it definitely is. And I'm interested, actually, if that will have any repercussions, the idea that he's been seen on these giant screens in Times Square, while other superheroes go, wait a minute, who's that? You know? Yeah. Because obviously we've seen the other Titans uh, get their memories back to an mm-hmm. extent and know who he is. Uh, presumably Batman knows about him because, you know, he's worked with the Flash investigating the Watchmen right. button and so on. Ultron is right. coming in there, Matt. Um, but, you know, does this, like, ripple out? Do other superheroes look at him and go, you know, does Superman... He's the, he's the main one, actually. Does Superman right. see, like, footage of Wally running around and goes, wait a minute... That's Wally. Like that's my Wally, yeah. or is it my? Is it his Wally? Does he, you know, how does that play right. out? So that's that's the really fascinating stuff there. Uh, 
But no, solid issue, and hopefully the emotional payoff in the uh, next one is uh, off the charts. And I think it will be. I think for anything anything you can throw at this book, whenever there's a little emotional thing with Wally or hints of rebirth, it's been always exciting. Yeah. So, I mean, it was one of the two books that were like, don't read until you read this. Yeah, yeah. It was, I think, Flash and Titans. So, yeah, it gets that special uh, signifier. Yeah. Alright, so from Titans to Teen Titans, uh, Teen Titans issue 2, written by Benjamin Percy. Uh, art by John Boy Myers, but also, uh, oh god, what's his name? <laughs> Di- Diogenes? Diogenes? Diogenes. Diogenes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Uh, uh, Diogenes Neves, or Neves. 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 Jesus Christ, I clearly, this, this is not a... Sit down. I assume you've heard this name before, Matt, since you nailed yes. both of those. Yes, good. Eugenius Nevis, yeah. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, he... Now, I presume this is maybe where John Boy Myers maybe started working in this and then decided yeah. he was leaving, and this is why there's two artists on this book. Um, which, fair enough. Uh, the book did look gorgeous, so I can't really complain too much. Sit down. So, Pete has cat problems. I have a dog problem, and... He's 11 and wants to play. I will never understand this. So sit. And he's only deaf, so it's not there. Hopefully that's more quiet. Nope. There he goes. <laughs> he kind of just does what he wants anymore. So. Oh, dear. What a shambles this has been. This is... There we go. Now he's laying down. So, all right. So, Teen Titans... Uh, yeah, Teen Titans, have, yeah. You have the John Boyd art, you know, halfway there. Yeah. New guy comes in, which I I really like the art in this issue. I thought it was real sharp. As did I. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, gorgeous to look at. Uh, the mm-hmm. plot of this one, of course, is that we're still so we're still in the same place where everyone was like captured by Damien, but yeah. the Demon's Fist show up, which is this team of assassins uh, yep. who have all picked their targets. One's picked Damien, the other four have picked the other Teen Titans, which is why... Oh. Uh, Damien's kind of, you know, seek them out specifically. Uh, we see a flashback with Talia where she gives him like a thumb drive with the information on it. And she's like, you know, come back to the league. This is your destiny. Uh, which kind of all just, because it, it kind of sets it up like he's like conflicted. Does he go with Batman who's forgotten his birthday? Does he go back with the league? And it, yeah. it, it gives you this big emotional payoff at the end of the issue, this big fist pumping moment yeah. where, he, he, you know, like the, the assassins are trying to like kill all the titans and, you know, Damien looks like he's ran off, but he comes back with the jet and he gets them all to jump in. And, yep. you know, Raven, who was kind of trying to read his mind or read his emotions, was like, oh, you're, this explains why you're struggling between, you know, two lineages because you're, this, you know, the grandchild of Ra's al Ghul. Right. And, you know, Damien's like, look, I could pick between, you know, the world's biggest, like, you know, crime boss lord guy or I right. could pick the world's greatest detective. And I chose the Batman, and he's just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, there's that, too, and the fact that he was meant to lead the Demon's Fist. It was, yes. That's this team of so, assassins, yeah. So there's this team that he's meant to lead, this team that he's put together that he's like, I'm your leader. Yeah, and they, don't, like, they don't want him, and they of don't course. Want him. Yeah. yeah. And so the Demon's Fist kind of is taking it personal. And, so, and I like that each of them was selected. Like, they selected the Titan that... Because uh, each of the Demon's Fist has a power or some ability. 
Yeah. And they picked someone that it would counteract that Titan's ability. Yeah, and Damien even said that they each kind of represent the, like, what they could almost see themselves being if they weren't in the league. So it was kind of, you know... Uh, I can't remember any of their names. There was like a page with, can I. where the five names were thrown at us with a description yeah. of their powers. But they all kind of matched up with like, you know, yeah. the one who goes after Beast Boy is a shapeshifter and he even shapeshifts into Tim Drake to mess with right. them. You know? To mess with Beast Boy. Yeah. It's cold. Very much so. But, but, uh, but yeah, it's just a good team building uh, here. Is now they are stuck together. As long as the fist is after them. Yeah then they have to band together for But of, for but of course, great. at the end of this arc, they're going to realise that they work well as a team and they're going to decide yeah, of to... of course. You know? But uh, oh, the best moment of the issue, though, might be when Damien has a bit of a Freudian slip and says that he's going to do something because he's Batman. Because <laughs> so, someone no, says... Like, yeah. Yeah. So someone says, like, how do you think you're going to do this? Because like, I'm Batman. It's like, wait, what? It's like, I mean, I'm son of Batman. <laughs> yeah, so that's not what you said though. You said Batman. Hey guys, yeah. look, he thinks he's Batman. Yeah, he has these delusions of grandeur that he's going to do this one day. Yeah, and like Kid Flash. And also, who did, who did they follow? Because uh, Damien gets them into San Francisco, mm. and he thinks he's like the fist. They'll they'll be here soon, and they have to drop on him. Did they follow Wally? Is that what had happened? Oh yeah, Damien the- wasn't careful enough. The fist follow Wally. Uh, one of them puts a yeah. tracker on Wally. Like That's one, of the, they realized what he was doing, so they they sped to like uh, one of the ones he hadn't got yet and put a tracker on him. Yeah, that okay. was the uh, that was that that was that plot uh, thread. Yeah. So no, uh, again, really simple issue. Uh, you know, it's like most of them bickering whilst, but fun bickering, like fun bickering yeah. while they're taking on the the demons' yeah. uh, fist that have shown up, and. But it all builds that great fist pumping moment with Damien saying that he's chosen Batman, uh, yeah. which is hard not to enjoy, especially for two reasons: one, you're just happy that someone's chosen Batman's side, and two, it's Damien who never like clearly allies himself. You know, he's he's full of himself, and it's yeah. you know, yeah. you almost expect him to actually say at the end, "I I choose Robin," or you know, "I choose me," you know, kind of thing. Yeah. But no, uh, no, no. Teen Titans is a killing it so far it's only a couple of issues but yeah I'll have yeah. to say so but no uh, that's Teen Titans that will take us on to Blue Beetle issue 3 written by Keith Giffen and Scott Collins on the art Matt you you had some criticisms of the last issue issue yeah. 2 uh, for not because you were promised Doctor Fate and Scarab stuff you complained yeah. that you didn't have it yet in issue 2 issue 3 had some yeah. of this stuff and I love, yeah, and I don't say I went back to loving it, but I liked it because there was the balance there of what the the bill of goods I was sold and got me like interested that, in the book. Like that. All I was saying is, as I said last time, yeah. it's too soon to complain. And I feel yeah, some... I still doesn't change the fact that I didn't like that last issue because, again... Okay, that's fair, this, that's fair. This one didn't have the posse in it, and I think it benefited from it. So, I just I feel know. like I'm somewhat vindicated that maybe, you know... No. That's Jump, fine. I knew you were going to do this. I knew you were <laughs> going to do this. So, but, but no, I definitely, and I liked the scene here that stood out for me. Wasn't, wasn't Jaime waking up, not knowing how the heck he got to where he was. Yeah. And, we should mention that the, the yeah. whole issue starts with the scarabs sort of taking over and taking him places while he sleeps. Mm-hmm. And he ends up in this tunnel with all these monsters and he ends up getting out, but it's like, holy crap, what's going on? The scarabs going yeah. nuts. And, 
we we see that Cord is lying to him about what how much Fate actually told him. You know, Fate says, "Yeah, we might have to just do a mercy killing to take care of him before anything <laughs> yeah. happens." And he's like, "No, no, hi, mate, nothing's wrong. It's just he said, no. yeah, to be fine." Doctor Fate's just really concerned about you, so. But of course, Jaime doesn't believe it fully, yeah. you know. But and then there was a nice moment with his dad about you know why he feels about that about his mom, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I thought thought it was a nice balance of that the, the snappy dialogue and supporting cast stuff, and then the the main chord and and Jaime relationship and where it's gonna go from here. Yeah, so. no, I, I think I think this is where the book's really working for me is the supporting cast stuff, and mm-hmm. you know his dad, his friends, you know he goes over to one of his friends' houses and like ends up like staying for dinner and stuff, and just all all of the banter and the bickering. I will say this, it is a long read because there is so much dialogue. It is, but at least the characters all have their own distinct voices and they have their own attitude. Yep. So there is at least style in the dialogue. So I wasn't. I don't yeah. care so much. I just I tend to put this one off a little bit until later because I'm like, that's, you know, it's going to take longer. Yeah, that's going to take twice as long as the other books. So this yeah. was like the last thing I read. Uh, but also, I do like that if you know if you're trying to read it quick, sometimes you lose who's talking. Yeah. In here, you never because each character does have their distinct voice. Exactly. So you know, you know who's talking here. Yeah. Uh, so the the main things to come out of this one is that Jaime is agreeing to all the tests that uh, Ted wants to do on him. That he's going to have uh, his uh, yeah. honchos perform. So he's going to he's actually concerned about what this is doing to him, what the scarab is doing to him. So he's going to do the test, which presumably the next issue will largely be about. Uh, we also have this tease at the end, though. For uh, I'm going to call him a villain because he does yeah. seemingly kill a kid. Is all, is all I'm saying. We end at the airport and this big green looking dude who transforms into just a creepy-looking dude. You know, he's, he's got this big yeah. green armor on, and then he doesn't have it, which makes me question if people are seeing something different. Yeah, because he looks like what Jaime was fighting early. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then he just looks like a... A guy in green. Loki-esque, to me. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was going to say he looks like a prick. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, look at that goatee. This, this partied goatee. No, that's yeah. prick. Like, nah. But yeah, so we see this kid that he bumps into, uh, like just start bleeding from the it eyes. It is kind of being a little bit of a jerk. Like, well, it, it is, but like that, it is a know? kid, and he's bleeding from the eyes. And the last thing yeah. we see is just like him on the ground, like, and his mom's screaming. Like, that's pretty dark ending for a book that's a yeah. very sort of witty, happy-go-lucky, yeah. you know, book. That's a pretty dark ending. It cranks that up though that the danger these people pose that if you just bump into them, hmm. you end up with bloody eyes. So, I will say this: I love the attitude that even the uh, the even the cliffhanger text has. It says next the origin of the Blue Beetles. That's right, we said Beetles. Just that little bit yeah. of attitude. They just you know they're, they're well aware of what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, Man, what book, book was I reading? I remember reading a book. Might have been Booster Gold, to where there was a Black Beetle at one point too. All right. Okay. So like, there's different. Yeah, I don't know if that's still canon or not, but that was interesting. But yeah, I mean. This concept of the scarab, I really only have gotten because I didn't read the comic, but from Young Justice, like when mm-hmm. when Jaime would show up there, and how it's alien and you know it's designed to be a weapon, and I mean if there's more of them and if they're magic, what does this mean for all of that? So really interesting. No, uh, as I think it's solid. I think that's thing called the character stuff is what's really making it. But yeah. Matt's getting his uh, Doctor Fate teases and his. Uh, what's going yeah. on with the magic side of things, so he's getting that. So 
Uh, yep. Please both of us this time around. So that's Blue Beetle. Uh, that'll take us on to Batman Beyond Issue 2, uh, which is Dan Jurgens writing and Bernard Chang on art. And this was a definitely intriguing issue. I, I enjoyed this one quite yeah. a bit. This, this was a mix of two things. One was uh, this uh, Joker fellow, you know, the guy who's trying to raise the Joker back from the dead. Telling uh, terminal. The st- terminal, thank you. Uh, telling yeah. the story of uh, how the Joker died, which I really enjoyed. I loved uh, the, their or version. Or did the- he? Well, or did he, yeah. He's, he's claiming that he got carried away and put in cryosleep uh, at yeah. the end of this scene. But I love two things about this. I love the fact that it's set in the snow. Uh, I feel like mm-hmm. we should get more stories in Gotham where we're in different sort of, snow. you know, either you know at Christmas time in the snow, or I don't know, during a heat wave maybe, or during a storm. Like I love it when there's like a, like this is this time in Gotham. It's not just a yeah. normal night, you know. Uh, so I love that, but uh, I just I really like this classical take on the Joker. It was like a very old school, you know, it's an I, animated series. I, like, yeah, I, I guess feel... I guess it was yeah. yeah. Although I wonder if this undoes Return of the Joker, which I hope it doesn't because i, I think, love it so much i feel like it may have to i know it depends it me out i don't know but i i, I think although you know, i only love it so much based off of nostalgia and it was like the yeah. batman beyond movie and it was the the closest thing to finale we had before the epilogue i i, uh, I also episodes i also feel like so. it kind of has to be like, it's almost glossed over because we have red hood and under the red hood and all that and it's like kind of yeah. a similar story in a lot of ways, yeah. So, yeah, I I get why that is. Uh, but the other half of this, of course, is uh, Terry undercover as a as one of the Joker gang, and yeah. he uses a rocket launcher. And he has Max and Matt in like his bat plane, uh, yeah. fake a crash, like fake exploding from his rocket launcher, yeah. so that he gets in with the goons. So that's kind of the end of the issue is that he actually is accepted into the Joker's as the son. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the best part, the best part, yeah, yeah. as the son of Matches Malone. This cracked me up so much. So that was, again, Jurgens just knows, I feel like he knows how to play with continuity yeah. and, and nostalgia in a way, you know, because this, again, if this undoes Return of the Joker, but I get the son of Matches Malone. Which, again, as... just, we should probably explain just for, because a lot of people have started reading DC yeah. Comics with Rebirth. That should, should, yeah. Yeah, we should explain, so go on, explain who Matches Malone is. So Matches Malone is Bruce Wayne's, like, anytime he needs to go into the streets and get information in a sly way, he puts on a disguise as Matches Malone. Yeah, he's, like, he's kind of like this pulp character that's, yeah. he's not a P.I., but he's not not a P.I., Yeah, you know? he, he, I mean, he is, for lack of a better term, yeah. he, he is, he's like, you know, he's, he's looking for information, but, so the yeah. idea that Terry, Batman of the future... Like says he's like the son of Matches Malone to the point where Matches Malone was such a thing that these characters go, yep. I didn't know Matches Malone had a son, but they know who Matches yeah. Malone is. <laughs> exactly. So, so that's pretty cool. Uh, that really made me laugh. Yep. Actually, that's good. Uh, it's worth mentioning, of course, that he's a uh, his lady recognizes him. Like she, yeah. she can tell that it's Terry. Or Stana. Yeah. And I still want to know why they think he died. I need to dig these up. You know, I had because them just keep teasing. Yeah, just makes me want to go back and read it more. But yeah, it was solid issue, solid art, and you got the big old Bane Joker guy showing up again. I hope he's more of a character, just because he picked up a an AC unit and chucked it at the Batmobile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Nah, I'm, uh, having, I'm having fun. Batman Beyond's another one that's just kind of like consistently fun. It's it's not blown me away. It's just this is a no. fun book. That once a month. I like reading it though. Like yeah, um, okay. Fun character voices make up for a lot. Like I, yeah. I often say this with TV shows. Like you can have really crappy plots in a TV show, but if I like the characters enough, I don't care. Like I'm there for the yeah. characters, and it works. Uh, and it's kind of that's how I feel about Titans. You know, when you were complaining about it, you know, maybe some of the earlier issues. It's how I feel kind of here with Batman Beyond. Like the plot, I mean, the plot's fine. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with it. But yeah. it's not. It's not setting my world on fire. It's just you know. No. That's not Jobs trying to bring the Joker back from the dead. Yeah, which that's never gonna not blow up in your face. Like <laughs> <laughs> Joker part, doesn't play well with others. Part even of me, his own girlfriend. Yeah, part of me wants him to come back just so that I like the idea of this new generation who never had to deal with them now gets like a taste of what you know what the Joker really is. Like you've got this guy. Exactly. I also want him to just wake up and like just like slash this you know uh, terminal's throat. Just you know like. Yeah. He, like he thinks, oh, Joker's going to be so thankful that I brought him back. Like, no, he's sure. just going to kill you. He's, he doesn't yeah. care. You know, thanks, thanks, pal. Come here and hit you with the, the acid flower. Yeah. You know? But uh, oh. that's it. I don't necessarily think he will come back. I'm just, you know. Oh, no. I mean, I think the most we've seen of him is in that cryo. Yeah. You know? So, because I, I would hate for Joker to show up and not have the proper Batman, because we know Bruce has passed hmm. at this point. And I don't know if his relationship with Terry would be as good, you know? Yeah. So. But no. Um, it's nice to have the tease there, though. It's nice that it, he could come back. Yeah. And, like, we just kind of had our ideas of what he could do to just wreck Terminal's day. But, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's Batman Beyond. Uh, still still good fun if you like that mm-hmm. that character. But at the same time, if you are trying to, like, trim your pool, it's kind of the, the perfect book to say, you know what, I'll just... I'll get that in trade later. You know, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't tie into anything else, so it's easy to sort of leave it aside and you know, yeah, uh, read it later. But it's, if you're if there's room for it on your pull, it's definitely not a bad book. Fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that takes us on to Deathstroke issue seven. Uh, Christopher Priest writing and Carlo Pugilain on art. Of course, you would have been talking to Connor about this if he had not yes, abandoned us mid show. <laughs> but. Uh, I love how Connor was here for the how was your week, Connor? Essentially, and then that yeah, <laughs> that was about it. And he was like, "Deuces, talk to you later." Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, how was Deathstroke this week then, Matt? It's it's consistently good. Uh, again, like everything else this week, it's not setting the world on fire. Uh, what Priest did here was set like a, a time clock, so it starts like thirteen hours ago, and then jumps to twenty three hours ago, and each time you're getting closer to what happens, but. It basically introduces that um, Adeline Kane, Deathstroke's ex-wife, has set all of this up as kind of an F.U. back to Deathstroke for being a terrible father and husband. So he's basically using his team against him and his history against him. And she's still kind of salty that he has a daughter outside of the marriage when he let Grant, the older son, die and, and Joey's throat get slashed. So, but Kane basically goes to Superman and is like, I need you to help bring in Deathstroke. And the really stand-up moment is Superman's like, yeah, you know, I kind of don't work for one government. I'm kind of a citizen of the world. She's like, yeah, but, like, Deathstroke is an enemy to the world. So what are you going to do? So it's kind of, you see Superman kind of hemming and hawing, and they're on this aircraft carrier where it jumps to, you know, however many hours later and, He's got this big chain that like he's towing the 
uh, aircraft carrier there and Deathstroke's lying on the ground, not moving. But it ends, the actual issue ends with Superman showing up and confronting Deathstroke. So, mm. that's again another solid issue. Joey's doing stuff, uh, Jericho, with the Icon suit that's allowing him to fly and it shows him with Dr. Icon and some weird relationship that I didn't quite get that I was going to talk to Connor about. Um, but it shows him saving kids from a fire using the Jericho trick where he looks them in the eyes and gets them out of the house. Plus she's my icon suit. So there's still a lot of plates moving, but I feel like once we get another more issues and this arc ends, everything's going to pull together. So still worth the read though. Oh, cool. Um, cool. Actually, it was the last book. Uh, we had three more for Connor to do on his own, but he's yeah. not here. So uh, that it's funny because I do think that's what ended up being a shorter episode all in and I think it is because so many of the books were simple solid uh, moved the story along but weren't you know like the big like oh these are the one or two issues that we're going to talk a lot about this week you know none of them kind of fit into that bill so I think we ended up being a little bit quicker I got a little worried in the beginning when we were going off on detective in action but we always go that depth on those two books because those are our major books in DC just like Batman and Superman are so, you know, but yeah, we we got through it pretty quick. Yeah, I, I feel because like, I feel like we normally spend a bit more time on Wonder Woman and Flash, but we got sort of yeah. just sort of through flew through them this week. Yeah. Um, so apologies if you feel like we went too quickly uh, this week, but uh, we'll be back to our regular ways next week. Um, but that is the all the books. So that'll take us on to just picking some of our favorites of the week, and uh, starting with panel. I think uh, panel of the week. Yeah. I'll let you go first, because I really don't have one, because it was one of those weeks where nothing stood out too much. Uh, so. I'm going to be easy about this. I, I'm going with Damien saying he chose Batman in the, in the Batplane. It's that just, makes sense. It's, it's too hard sense. not to, so Teen Titans is getting the win there on the panel. I guess for panel for me, it'd have to be Titans, where uh, oh. Wally's accelerating to, cool. to be one with the Speed Force again, and it's all the white light around him, and he's running towards Linda. That was a pretty nice panel. Yeah, if I, if I was going to make a second pick, maybe the panel around that same sort of time where Linda's hand and his hand almost touch, but he doesn't quite yeah. make it. Like, you know, cl- classic, yeah. you know, just not quite doing yeah. it. But worked really well. Uh, so Art of the Week overall, though, is a much more interesting discussion. Um, yeah. I think Wonder Woman always looks great, and it looked great this week, but it was maybe slightly less incon- or like slightly less consistent than it normally is. So I'm actually going to go with Batgirl for art this week because Albuquerque nice. knocked it out. Um, you know, Teen Titans was an option maybe, but I think Batgirl. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Batgirl. Some great stuff in yeah. there. I was I was in there with Wonder Woman as first, and then I thought Batgirl, and then Titans. But Titans, I think, definitely grabbed my attention more because I wasn't expecting it to look so nice and crisp. So specifically, we're talking Titans and not Teen Titans, just to. Clarify. Uh, I meant Teen Titans, my fault. Oh, sorry. Right. <laughs> sorry. But, yeah, yeah, we, we have glad to, you pointed that out. Yeah, we have to specify because... Because we had Titans yeah. and Teen Titans, yeah. Cause the, no, ti- Teen Titans. Because Time was, you would just say Titans for sh- is short for Teen Titans, but yeah. now we have to <laughs> we have to be specific about this. I know. My my old school sensibilities are poking through. Yeah, yeah Teen Titans with, with Damien That's and, cool. and, and the Demon's Fist. Each cool. of them have a cool design going, so yeah. 
Which leads us to the very difficult task this week of uh, ranking a top five. And like, like I yeah. said, this is such a weird week because everything is just... like I feel like across the board, everything's a solid B-plus kind of thing, you know? That's what it kind of felt like. Yeah. It felt like that. Uh, which isn't yeah. bad. I, lo- I love a good B-plus. No. <laughs> um, yeah. But again, nothing was like jumping out as being, oh, this is the best thing of the week. Uh, and that, that's just our opinions. I mean, you might... We'll probably get some comments. Yeah. What are you talking about? This was amazing or whatever, but... I'm glad you're enjoying. That's all I can say. Yeah. You know? Um, for m- I'd probably put Wonder Woman at number one. Mm-hmm. I'd probably do that. And then I would probably go Batgirl at number two. And maybe Teen Titans at number three. This is a weird list this week. Uh, it is. And then, Detective not showing up and I know. Three. I know. And... Hmm... And then probably Detective. And then... Maybe Action number five? Or Blue Beetle, maybe? I don't know. It's such a weird week. Yeah, we'll go yeah. With, I'll go with one of those ones. I'm not going to even specify. That, that's... It's so chopping changey, though. I could easily swap half of those at any given time. What was your top five, Matt? So, uh, if I had to think, this one is a tough week. But... I'd probably put let's go Batgirl number one, like right. like you did. Solid. Number two is gonna be Detective, and then Wonder Woman, Force Titans, and Five is Batman Beyond. So I can respect that. Yeah. Oh no, no Superman bias this week. So uh, maybe, maybe I'd even put Titans at number five. I think cause there was there was a cut there because Matt dropped out the call. May I yeah. to, uh, start the call again? And I just. Like you didn't hear, I don't think you heard me like wavering between like five number fives, but maybe no. I'll go with Titans there instead. Okay. Yeah, I heard action, and then you kind of. You know. I, like, I I went between action, Blue Beetle, um, yeah. but I'll go Titans at number five. Yeah. Yeah. This is a solid week. It was, yeah, perfectly solid week. This is a perfectly normal week uh, without anything huge happening, uh, which you know. Could, could, could be seen as a, a dollar week but sometimes it's just nice to have a nice dependable week and yeah. next week of course will be a very different week because next week is the fifth week the mm-hmm. dreaded fifth week of course uh, so all we have next week is the Batman annual issue one, Superman annual issue one, we also have the new talent showcase issue one, that's a sort of anthology of uh, new writers and artists doing various DC related stories uh, so that so those three will fill up a fair bit of time. Uh, Suicide Squad Seven is also out because that was delayed, uh, but no yeah. one here is reading that, so we won't be covering it. But it is yep. worth mentioning that uh, it is out. So fairly casual episode next week. We will cover those books, of course, those three bigger uh, books. Yeah. But uh, other than that, we will just have some fun conversation like we did the last time we had a fifth week. Uh, so any questions, any conversation points that you'd want us to talk about, by all means let us know in the comments or tweet them at us at mailed underscore fuzz. Uh, so it should be a fairly jovial podcast next week uh, with hopefully less of a less shenanigans where people are dropping out of calls and Connor's disappearing midway through. And yeah, mid- not actually, even midway. Yeah, midway's like... too kind. Yeah, it wasn't midway. We were, we were 10% in at best. <laughs> yeah. So... There you go. That's uh, this week's. Let's be honest. Probably the worst episode of this show. Maybe. Yeah. 
you think? Most likely. I just it's kind of sad because we had some really great issues of books. I thought on, on the worst week of the show. So, so sometimes yeah, one of them has to be a worst week, Matt. That's, I know. Do you know what? So what we could do, we can put a line in the sand, we can put our, 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 plant our flag and say, this is the low point. We will never yeah. be lower than this episode. Nope. Never. That is my promise. That is my guarantee to everyone. Of course, I say that next week, Connor's going to like take a dump live on air or something halfway through and just... You know what, though? That would be <laughs> all of YouTube talking. So I, I wouldn't be mad at that. That's true. I'm uh, actually going to have to learn how to pixelate something because <laughs> we can't show it, obviously. Live live pixelation powers. Yeah, it'll, just be, it'll just be like a blur of like uh, uh, like ginger and brown pixels. I'll, I'll let you fill in what the ginger part is and what the brown part is. Uh, yeah. But there you go. That's uh, this week's show. Uh, thanks very much, guys. If you made it through this episode, I oh, you you are. But do you know what? It's funny. We're joking that this was terrible. It wasn't that bad. No. I guarantee you it wasn't that bad. I. It's this thing. I'll, I'm going to let you in a secret, guys. Whenever there's a slight problem or a slight hiccup in an episode, not even just to this, anything we do on YouTube, I always think it was the worst thing we've ever done, and I always have this sort of like self, you know, pity or not self pity, but self. You know, I'm I'm harder on us than you are, probably, almost guaranteed. Definitely. You know, um, whenever something went wrong, I'm like, damn, that was terrible. We are we are disgrace. We are the worst things ever. We are the scourge of humanity. And in actual fact, it was like a light, you know, hiccup for like a second, and no one cared, and people yeah. lived on with their lives, and that's okay. That's how it should be. But I can't let things go. I hate it. I hate it with a passion. So oh, man. yeah. So next week there will be several jokes about Connor uh, leaving halfway through. Uh, so look forward to that. Yeah. Matt, <laughs> uh, how are you? Are you okay? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just I, I'm letting you ramble. I'm letting you ramble. I feel I'm like rambling it's therapy. a bit. You I'll, need to talk. That's fine. I don't need to talk. I'm also really That's hungry awesome. though. I want dinner. So let's wrap this up. Thanks for watching, guys. Uh, it's always a pleasure. Let us know what you thought of any of this week's books in the comments below. Or you can even tweet at us at mailed underscore fuzz. Check out the other stuff we do. Remember that me and Connor do review all of the DC TV shows. In fact, coming up this coming week is the four-part crossover based on the Invasion storyline. That'll be starting on Monday with Supergirl, going into The Flash on Tuesday, going into Arrow on Wednesday, and then DC's Legends of Tomorrow to wrap it up on Thursday. I am looking forward to this. It looks fun. There was a trailer they released for it, and it looks like a hoot. Yeah, but it's also making me watch Arrow and Legion. But it's not League it's, of Tomorrow. Yeah, it's not a real episode of Arrow though, because it's going to be just the the continuation right. of this big plot. Right. And to be fair, Matt, Legends has been pretty good this season. Yeah, I just I don't have the time. I, so I get I'm it, have to but squeeze those in. But you need to watch this week's though, because it's the whole thing. No, of course, of course I will. Yeah, I need to get caught up on Flash though before that, so I need to do that. Yeah, you should, you should. Oh, uh, so. so. Yeah, that's coming up this week. We'll, we'll be reviewing all four parts of that uh, over the week. So on the YouTube channel, Mailed Fuzz TV, if you're listening to the audio version of this, which is fine, uh, we provide that service. And if this is your preferred way of experiencing this wonderful, often terrible show, then that's great too. Uh, but, you know, give us a like or whatever, whether it's on iTunes or SoundCloud or your podcatching app of choice, or if you're on YouTube, you know, like and all that jazz yeah. helps us out. Share, uh, yeah, subscribe. Uh, 
every little bit does help. So yep. thank you very much. Um, this has been episode 27 of this show, uh, which, you know, do you know how there's that curse in Hollywood where all these celebrities die at 27? You know, yep, there's all the, these famous deaths. Charles Soule has a book about that. Oh, really? Two books, actually. Yeah, it's called 27. I say Hollywood. It's not even just Hollywood. Kurt Cobain's in this cursing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more music, and yeah. that's what the, actually, yeah, the it's more soul music. book is, where he yeah. sells a soul, and, and the devil comes at 27, and they're just like, no, I just started living. Yeah. So, now, yeah. I'm not saying we're dead, but I'm just saying the curse, yeah. you know, 27. There's something yeah. to it. I think there's something to yeah. it. 28's one of my numbers, so oh, good. next no, week ne- should be great. Yeah, yeah, next week should be the best episode ever. Yeah, 28's a good number. Thanks for watching, guys, or listening. We will see you next time. Keep reading the comics, and always remember, never get lost in the Speed Force. Long live the Legion.